I'm Lizanne Flynn. I'm a master healer who works with all earthlings to reunite them with them themselves and with each other, regardless of the dimension they're currently in. Meaning, I'm a medium as well as an animal communicator, medical intuitive, and channel for all beings. I use the tools of shamanic journeying and soul retrieval to support animals and humans as they heal from past trauma. I'm certified as a Reiki master teacher and as a canine massage therapist. This is the Animals Eye View podcast. As it seems to have been happening, and it also could be my imagination, that the animals who are choosing to come in with a message for those beings in human experience who are listening to my words and, by extension, the words of the animals represented through me, are also choosing to share the opposite of how they are sometimes perceived by most beings in human experience. In other words, the contrast of how we typically perceive them to be. With wolf, it was sore when we might not think of wolf as being an animal who in fact soars, or butterfly as being an animal who connects when they don't seem to land much anywhere for a long period of time, and who in fact travels thousands of miles in a migratory season, And like all things that animals do, it is always with a purpose in mind. When we as beings in human experience think that it's equal parts terrorizing and amazing that an animal in the wild chooses to show themselves to us, from their end, it's definitely with a purpose or a message in mind, especially the animals in the wild. And for those things that companion animals and other animals that we perceive we've domesticated, which is probably the accurate way to put it, choose to show us as well, those can get relegated quite quickly to the, oh, look how silly you are, category of their behavior, when in fact, they're probably simply reminding us of the purity of joy in the moment. Such it was with octopus this week and their one word message of reveal. I looked back over the last several podcasts from animals that started with gorilla and, as things often do, there's been, even in this short amount of time, an evolution of sorts. From even as little as two or three words in a message to just one. They know the energy of words packs a punch, and even more so when it's a seeming contradiction of what we perceive as their reality. And at this point, you may be asking yourself, do they really know that much about what we think, do, or say? And my answer would be, you have no idea. Similar to the line in the Jurassic Park movie, when Dr. Grant's response to Ian saying about Dr. Sattler, she's a tenacious, is as well the, you have no idea. And that's a fact. We quite literally, in our human experience, have quite literally also no idea about the wisdom, intellect, intuitive ability, and sentience of the 7.77 million other animal species with whom we share this magical planet. 
Sure, we like to think we know quite a bit about what they look like, what they eat, how they live, how they procreate and have families, which I guess amounts to a set of facts about animals. Animals would call those things things. And if this was a game of trivial pursuit and we can say as beings in human experience, oh yeah, well we know things. As if from our human-centric point of view, that explains everything and satisfies once and for all who's really the most important species on the planet. We also tend to treat other people and their cultures and their very ways of being on the planet as things. I know I will be dating myself to talk about the grade school reports back in the day, where using plain white poster board, the assignment was to inform others in the class about the people of another country, what plants and animals were in this other country, what products were imported, as well as exported by the country. There were, of course, extra points awarded if you glued visual aids to the poster board, like a small llama for Peru or a brightly colored strip of cotton, that sort of thing. It was akin to reducing an entire other culture and country to one dimension. And you may argue, yes, but you learned things. I would question whether or not they were the best things for children to learn about other children in another country on the other side of the world. So it's as if that has continued with an arm's length of what we can observe of members of our own species singular, as in, we're just one species, folks, remember, and that we've merely transferred that onto animals, which is where it started, perhaps. The majority of our species viewing other beings in a different experience as being outsiders and therefore less than. History will bear me out that indeed some beings in human experience, and certainly a majority at the times, do perceive and treat and interact with others as if they are less than equal and have continuously done so. This is also a fact. Both fellow human animals, which we all are, by the way, although we prefer the human being, which is, I'll say it again for the umpteenth time, probably one of the worst things we ever started doing for ourselves, again, to put ourselves above, we are the human being, and the rest of the animals on the planet. We only want to see what is skin deep. We don't want to know how much wisdom is contained in a human form, or the thoughts they carry about their place in the world, or their intuitive ability, for sure on this one, heck no, or their sentience. I referenced collective narcissism last podcast, and I perceive that this is what is present. So it's no surprise that animals would be categorized in the same way when we do not connect with them more than skin deep. Which is why it's so fascinating to me that octopus would choose themselves as the messenger and, as well, choose the one word, reveal, When we all know that a good number of octopus species are all about camouflage, or so we perceive, and that, of course, is much more than skin deep. It's as if in that one word, octopus wants to turn the tables just a bit, using the tool of metaphor to chat just a bit with us about their camouflage and as well 
what it would be like if they were to reveal who they are to all of us. The who, not just the how or the what. So that we might be able to see how that would, number one, feel to us to be able to do that. And number two, that we might, by extension, apply that realignment to ourselves as well. It is best to see who you are first so that you can better understand others as they come to you in both small and large size soul contract ways. It's at this point where I might continue to pull out my soapbox left to the side from the Animal Ambassadorship course on Tuesday night this week and continue that as a species, we've not got any game at all, to be honest, physically to be sure. Can we change our skin color to blend in with our surroundings merely by thinking it to be so? Do we have physical camouflage in the form of feathers arranged to appear as oversized eyes if we hunch our shoulders just so in order to scare off our predators? Do we have the ability to see ultraviolet light? It was previously thought to be no, yet a study from the University of Georgia would indicate otherwise. And I would add an however here. Because I think that's different than saying an entire species, such as bee and bird, who can actually already see ultraviolet light. The list would go on and on, and yet as beings in human experience, we feel threatened in our collective narcissism, I would submit, by others that we perceive human and otherwise as predators. You might think I'm going too far with this one, and I stand firm. Because underneath the perception of others getting what we have, which is predator think, we also perceive that others can harm us, usually physically. It's always the physical and not ever the emotional or the mental, right? The whole sticks and stones thingy. And yet there are those who do feel the trauma of the words used and why, just as if it was a physical wound while others do not. There will be more on that in the next podcast. And just now, ever so gently, I feel an octopus arm come round my shoulders as if to say, you're a bit in the weeds, their opinion and their words. (laughs) So come back to our message. I'll put a link in the podcast notes so that you can delve more deeply into the how of the seeming magic of the skin camouflage that's done by octopus, and even in the research for a link that explains it all, I discovered something new, which I absolutely love. There is a species of octopus whose group name is cephalopod, which means mollusks, with arms attached to their heads, That's called a mimic octopus, and there's a very cool trailer in the podcast link, how they not only change color to camouflage, but also change the shape of their bodies to mimic other predators, such as a venomous sea snake. When was the last time you turned into a sea snake? And no bad jokes, please. And anyway, more weeds yet, octopus would say, yet this is more acceptable to them who was in fact one of the first animal partners who continues to often work with me in journey space, which I just adore. Did you know that the DNA of the octopus outnumbers human DNA, and they in fact routinely alter their RNA, thus allowing them to adapt to changing water temperatures? 
and likely allowing them to remain unaltered in their DNA over millennia. They have three hearts and blue blood. And still, with all of the extolling of the physical virtues of octopus and how they are, we still perceive them to be about camouflage and hiding and using ink to escape our over-curious observation, just so that we can figure out who they are. Full disclosure, as I may have said before, I haven't yet watched my octopus teacher, and I'm not sure that I will. TBD. Even as I say these things, I hear octopus say, you wouldn't learn anything new, which is a kind validation from them for me. And maybe the whole point of this one-word reveal is about appreciating even more the wisdom and the sentient nature of octopus, their intellect at being able to escape from more than one aquarium of late. They're not about camouflage at all, and they yearn to be known for much more than just that. They tend to have a quiet nature, different than wolf or gorilla, definitely dog. So... Let me quiet my brain, ease my breathing, and sink into the depth of octopus for their message of reveal. So begins the channeled message from octopus. You honor us, Ambassador, with your words praising all of the attributes of octopus that are known, and it is true that most perceive we are about not revealing our presence in certain situations. You have received our message before for your life path of knowing when to reveal who you are and to whom, which is necessary for all species on this planet and its particular design. This does not mean that life cannot also be a joyful quest of play and exploration for all of those crevices, both internal and external, that yield profound awareness for who you are individually as well as a collective species. It is in this last that the most is to be gained. We grieve for the waves of fear and anger that are sweeping the globe at present for your species. Do not think for one second that is missed by your relatives in the ocean, on the land, and in the air. It is upon your future, all of our futures are intertwined, much as the eight arms of our bodies are each separate yet connected, each the same yet different, each dependent on all of the others for balance and partnership so that the whole can thrive. We bid you a temporary farewell as we take our leave and know that our paths will come together many times more. The best is yet to be. At least, that's how Octopus sees it. Thanks for listening today. Leave a review if you're so inspired and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I offer all new clients a free 15-minute consultation. Reach out if you think I can be of service and to schedule online via www.lazanneflynn.com. Come and find me on social media, Facebook, Twitterverse, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I encourage you to sign up for my quarterly newsletter on my website, where I also post notices for upcoming events, the starting date of courses in the Animals Eye View Academy, and online psychic fairs. This has been the Animals Eye View Podcast. I'll see you next time.
Thank you.